Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Get ready for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the premier podcast in the world bringing you hidden truths about your mind's incredible powers. Get ready to free your mind. Welcome to Mind Shock, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. The show will take you to the outer limits of your mind and to the inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is Evolution of the Supermind. I began working at NASA at 17 years old. We put people in space. And back then we called that the final frontier, the exploration of space. But at 19 years old while at NASA, I discovered a whole new idea. If the mind is an energy field that transcends the physical brain, then the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. Our mission is to take you to the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that, the outer limits of inner space. Our motto for this show is supermind, superbody, and super spirit. In today's chaotic world, there's a revolution sweeping the globe about who we are and what we are doing here. A mind revolution is changing everything. Old new theories of mind that turn old science on its head. Old science is three-dimensional and limited to the physical senses, and let's make it four with time. Now we're developing new models of science that consider n dimensions as n approaches infinity. Today we're going to talk to a really fascinating author, Michael Goddard, in his intriguing book, A New Now. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dr. Ron. I'm, I'm so glad we get to finally talk and have a fascinating conversation. Yes, welcome to the show. I really enjoyed your book. You did a tremendous job of talking about what people can do in the ascent towards higher consciousness. It really did a great work. Could you please tell our audience how this whole journey started for you, going way back wherever you want to start, what happened in your life that put you on this, this great journey to lead this book? Thank you very much. Thank you. And, and, and there was a question in there. I think I, I missed it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where, did, where did the journey start for you? How did your journey start to create this book? Um, I, I'm sorry. I, it's not coming through clear. What was the question? Okay. How did, how did your journey start to create this book? Oh, okay. I, I got the question. <laughs> Thank you. I had been writing articles and Q&As for my book, In Search of Lost Lives, which is my spiritual memoir of the recovery of 88 past lives. And I was just really missing writing something new. So I am very intuitive. I am in, can be in touch with what I call my higher consciousness. So I just asked, is there a, a new book I could write? And I got an affirmative answer. 
And so I just literally intuited the working title word by word. Uh, the first word to come through was wisdom. So um, the initial working title was Master Wisdom, Mastering Wisdom Daily, 10 Keys to Achieving Equilibrium. And then I was just taking notes in between interviews and, and promotion for In Search of Lost Lives. And when I finally started to look at the notes and revise them and actually started to write the book, uh, a new now came through. So basically the whole book was accessed intuitively. Um, I, I, it was just really a process of discovery. I, and knowings came, you know, come through to me automatically. Like I knew I'd be writing about the 33 wisdoms and they would be the 11 loving wisdoms, the 11 guiding wisdoms, and the 11 evolutionary wisdoms. What I also discovered is really the whole point was portraying and delivering the teachings of ascended and realized masters and saints in, in original ways, in ways that people could readily grasp to reach an audience that would normally not come across books by realized saints. And I'm so um, looking forward and excited to being with you because you, you have such a good grasp of the mind and soul and what inner space is all about. Um, people are so focused on what's outside of them when really everything outside of them is impermanent, not lasting. It's basically an illusion. It's not real in terms of everlastingness. What is really the ultimate frontier is what is inside us uh, and what can be seen and experienced and heard through mystic transport. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very well said. The true journey for us, I think, is really within you know, the true final frontier is who we are as spiritual beings, as energy beings, and what we can do in this life to ascend to a higher level of that consciousness. And towards that end, you talk in your book about the 11 loving wisdoms. Please tell the audience more about that, the 11 loving wisdoms. Well, you know, the first place to start really is, is to be a good human being, which uh, uh, most of us really, except for saints, have much room for improvement. So the first um, loving wisdom is the wisdom of humane interaction. It's just having an awareness throughout the day of everyone you keep, you get in contact with, to be kind, loving, and conscious of where they're coming from. You may feel like unloading and talking for 20 minutes with somebody you meet, but they may be going through something. So it's really developing an awareness. So it's really those 11 wisdoms are, are building up toward the, the wisdom of God, uh, which can be accessed. I mean, we don't need intermediaries. We have everything within us. The highest power, which has no name, which in our culture we call God or the Lord, uh, all of us uh, can have access to that highest power. And that highest power is indescribable, but if you want to choose one word to describe the supreme being, it would be love. It would be omniscient love all the time. Right, pure, pure divine love. That's a very important point that we don't need intermediaries. You know, humankind has been sold a bill of goods for centuries or even thousands of years that to contact God, you must go through somebody else who's wearing a robe or whatever, who's dancing, 
waves around incense and lives inside or works inside a big rectangular building or whatever, you know, they have to talk to God for us, you know, speak on our behalf, which, of course, is a total load of baloney because that power is inside all of us. That spark we all have within, the real job is to awaken that spark, to bring the ego mind into contact with that higher mind, which you also talk about in your book, I think, very well. You do a very good job of that. Oh, thank you very much. Well, well, the ego is really what we're going out for countless lives. Uh, It's really a slave to the senses, and and ego is really kind of the last perversion to go. You know, the ego is fighting forks, uh, its own survival all the time, and its own gratification, and it can never be completely gratified. It's, you're all, people are always searching to satisfy their desires, but contentment can't come through the satisfaction of desires. Really, the mind has its own permanent home, which is called, which we can call universal mind. It's, it's at the top of the second grand region of creation called the causal plane or Trakuti, which, which stands for three prominences is the Sanskrit word. So the mind will never be fully satisfied until it is returned to its true home, which is the top of the causal mind. And that, and, and the character of that is causality, you know, karma, um, duality. Beyond the mind, there is no duality. Um, who we are, in essence, is soul. And as living human beings, we are the one species that has the innate capacity to go beyond the mind and know our true selves, which is soul, and ascend to the higher and higher spiritual regions. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. And really the fascinating thing that so many folks get caught up in that world of illusion, chasing desires, running from fears, caught up in that ego mind, which some authors describe as the cave, but inside this cave of illusion, and to escape it, we must go out of the cave and realize those expectations held us in place for a long time. We must get beyond that and realize that the world is, is real in a sense, but it's also an illusion. It's a mirror of what we project outward. What comes back to us are lessons that teach us that our true nature is of a spiritual nature, and our true home is back in that spiritual world. So we're on a journey here in a very tough school, a very hard-nosed kind of school to learn those lessons to ascend back to those higher levels. How do you feel about that? Uh, could you repeat the last part a little more slowly, please, because it was just the connection's kind of muffled. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I do talk fast. I get all fired up on you. you kind and, of, I, so and I have no you know. problem with people talking fast, but our connection's a little muffled today. I know. I know. It's a bad connection. Uh, in any case, the whole point is that the journey of life we all face in this hard-nosed, tough school of life is to learn spiritual lessons, to learn that we are spiritual beings inside these physical bodies. And our true ascent is toward that much higher level where the mind returns to the spiritual level. There is no more duality, as you just said, but really universal consciousness and universal omniscience. That's where we're all heading. How do you feel about that? Well, I think some of us are headed. I mean, um, some of us are meant to go back. Others may not be. They may just continue on the wheel of of transmigration. Um, But but, the whole point of my writing and my work is to empower people to take responsibility for their spiritual evolution. And, And one of the loving wisdoms is the wisdom of grooming. 
and I go through different aspects of grooming, ending with the you know, spiritual grooming. And there I, I, I really confront the reader and give them four choices of what they want to do with the rest of their lives. And uh, they may have a, a fabulous service to to provide in this life or the next life in terms of uplifting people with their singing or music. And maybe they haven't been able to work on that uh, that much this life because they had to provide for a family. So I just want people to take responsibility, but to take it with the knowledge of, of really a good understanding of, of what the creation is all about. And you can move into universal consciousness, absolutely. I mean, the grace that is being showered uh, on us on this planet Earth is indescribable at the moment. I mean, people are waking up in numbers that have been, you know, unheard of in past millennia. And that's partly because it's become so negative here. I often say that the forces of negativity and positivity haven't been this strong for ages upon ages. So the highest calling you can have is, I always say, is to be a seeker, a seeker after truth. And if you want universal consciousness, omniscience, whatever you call it, let's just say the ultimate spiritual evolution, you can find it. Because if you seek and seek, ultimately you will be found. Yes. Yes, I think there are very major efforts being made for much higher levels of consciousness, from God consciousness and all you know, the so-called hierarchies and so forth, to help humankind through this very difficult period. There is so much negativity in the world and so much destructiveness that the positive energy is pouring down profoundly, and many people, of course, are picking up that torch to help in this effort to save this planet and to help humankind evolve, find to a higher level. So it really is a time of powerful negatives and powerful positives. It really is a battle for the soul of the earth, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and, and, it's, you know, and that's, that's the phase we're going through here. And a lot of people um, are called to help save the planet. God knows it, help, it, needs, it needs saving. And, and that may be their, their path this lifetime. It's, it's really, you know, I'm not anyone to say what anyone's path is, what meditation they should adopt. But, you know, things are, seem to be getting more and more intense and heavy and toxic. Um, so really the, the thing is to find your own true path and, be, and develop a higher consciousness to know how and when to pivot when you need to. Um, and the thing about a new now is, um, you know, I had all these notes, and I went to Florida, really, to see if there was a book there. And I was really happy to discover the notes I had written. And I was having dinner in a vegetarian restaurant in Delray, Florida. And the other, only other guests there were a sweet couple, like 20 years old. And they were having dinner some of the time. Most of the time they were taking pictures of what they were doing and eating and posting them. And it occurred to me, if I were dying, if, if those two were like my twin, you know, son and daughter, and I was dying of pancreatic cancer, which my mother did rather quickly, what would I want to leave them with? And it hit me, I would want to leave them with this book. A new now is really a lifetime course in achieving higher and higher consciousness. And from that book, you can use it as a launching pad to knowing what's next, you know, what 
meditation to adopt, what mental practices to adopt, you know, who to explore. It's all about developing your higher sense of knowing and intuition because people are being bombarded uh, by higher things, you know, as well as all the lower things. And it's really what's so important is the wisdom of attention in choosing what you pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That's a very important point. What you focus your thoughts upon, of course, you're tending to create and also put energy into and to attract the you. I also like what you said about that you're not only creating karma for yourself in this life, contingent upon your thoughts, emotions, and behavior, but also towards future lives and towards other dimensions we don't really fully comprehend yet, but every thought, emotion, behavior has meaning and is recorded somewhere, and someday will come back to you, either in this life or another. So it's really a great point. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something a lot of people aren't aware of. I mean, people who uh, are aware of law of action reaction, which is called, you know, karma, um, it may have a very um, informal uh, relationship to it. But everything you do has a reaction. Uh, and your good actions, uh, as well as the bad actions, bind you to, to the plane, and you have to keep coming back. Now, for people who want to have some idea of how karma works, uh, who may not believe in reincarnation, which is fine because, you know, we're, uh, we're operating under such challenging circumstances here. Virtually everybody is not meant to remember their past lives. I somehow was given the service where I was able to access them and write about them. But the point I'm leading to in, is in my spiritual memoir, In Search of Lost Lives, I write about all kinds of lives where Really, my actions that were not nice swung the pendulum to, in the wrong direction. And I didn't come back as a human. I came back as an animal. And often my infractions really weren't that seemingly bad or serious. I mean, a lot of parents are much worse than I was in these lives when I was not awarded with the human life the next time. But also, I wrote about two lives where I committed egregiously bad actions, evil actions, and I didn't come back as an animal. I was sent to a state in the subastral plane of reformation, which, you know, religions typically would call hell, which has a lot of emotional baggage. But if you can adopt uh, a stance that you are evolving toward love and light, divine love and light, and and really trust in, in God and, and being looked after, I, I think you'll be on the right track. But, but be aware of every action has a reaction. If you consume a 1,000 chickens, 10 chickens, you're responsible for those deaths. There has to be a balance, in effect. You, you may not come back a 1,000 times as a chicken to undergo that suffering that you caused, but you will have to undergo a commensurate amount of suffering at some point. Yeah, it's interesting. Different different philosophies, like the Rosicrucian groups talk about, you go through first more of a purgatory, first for negative actions you've taken, then you go through higher mind experiences where you also experience all the good things you did, then you send to higher levels still, the level of concrete thought, then eventually the level of abstract thought, where you're constantly rebuilding for the next lifetime if you're going to have another lifetime. 
the different philosophies about that, but they're ultimately talking about the same kind of process. It is the evolution of consciousness we're talking about, not the evolution of form that Darwin talked about, which is much more materialistic. The truth yeah, of life in yeah, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we've had millions of forms. I, I was speaking with a very noted um, host for, in one of the national shows uh, about In Search of Lost Lives, and he couldn't get over how many uh, lives I'd had, um, you know, 3,147 human lives. And I asked him how many he thought he'd had. He said, well, and he believed in reincarnation. He said, well, maybe 12, and I, you know, the, you know, to the point where you are, I mean, you are always going after the truth and seeking. I would be surprised if you'd had less than 1,500. But most people who even believe in reincarnation don't believe they've been anything lower than humans. Well, I think most most of us started out as in the plant kingdom, to be honest. I, I know I did. <laughs> I started out as a humble bush. So the human life, there is nothing more valuable. I mean, there are angels and higher beings stuck in that form, you know, over it's a different type of time in the higher regions, but who yearn for a human form. This is the place, this is the body in which we can make the best spiritual progress the fastest. Exactly. Yeah, as human beings, we have the opportunity to evolve our consciousness to a much higher state, and that is an incredible blessing. Folks, we're here today with Michael Goddard and his fascinating book, A New Now. Really a great read. We'll be back in a moment. We'll take a quick break here for commercials. Be right back. Stick with us. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. ASMC, the premier German company that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks. Lots of quality and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, Build muscle or just live healthy. Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. 
you are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Remember, positive impacts. www.healthylife.net. Welcome back. Dr. Ron Dalrymple and Mind Shock. They were talking to Michael Goddard in his fascinating book, A New Now. Michael, how are you doing? Welcome back. I'm, I'm just doing great, Dr. Ron. I'm loving our conversation. And uh, it's exciting. I, I, I hope a lot of people will listen to it and move them to take action, interaction. I hope so. I, that's our goal every week. And I wanted to start off today, this segment with a statement you quoted by Epictetus in The Art of Living, right, that he'd been a slave in the Roman Empire. Afterwards, he became a philosopher, and he said very famously, attach yourself to what is spiritually superior, regardless of what other people think or do. Hold to your true aspirations, no matter what is going on around you. That's really a powerful quote. Tell us more about that. Um, to, to be honest, I, um, I, I didn't hear all of the quote because of the reception. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, the quote was by Epictetus, right, in The Art of Living, attach yourself to what is spiritually superior. That's the concept. Attach yourself well, to yeah. spiritual ideas and concepts oh, all the time. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I'm getting the gist of it. I apologize to listeners. Uh, for some reason, the reception on my end is very muffled. Well, yes. In my book, my first book, Spiritual Revolution, which, in which I distilled the teachings of all the evolved, uh, totally realized saints and masters, the last principle is search for the highest future. Um, I, everything I know or do, I, you know, it is because of my contact with realized saints and masters, not only dead but living. Um, I firmly believe, and others do too, there's always at least one Fully, <clears throat> fully evolved human on the earth. So, I mean, even if you were to access, uh, gain access into the inner realms, the inner worlds, just the lower astral world, you would be lost. To really make any progress, you, you need a teacher. And that's where the challenge comes. I mean, if my last lifetime, I call my English seeker lifetime. Basically, I, I spent my whole life Seeking, reading book after book, trying out things, you know, Theosophy, Rudolf Steiner, you name it, I was looking for it, but nothing really quite clicked. Uh, and I reached a point of great frustration and just sort of gave up. And right after that, I was just infused with, with this faith, which I, you know, I call the necessary faith, that what I was seeking would find me. And it did. The lifetime. I began my spiritual search when we moved to California when I was 10, and I committed myself to discovering the answer to life and death right after my 11th birthday. And I let go of my parents' organized religion. So 
that that is just a high calling if that is what you were moved to do. You may not be. You may have to really give your attention to raising a family now, but maybe not in five or ten years. So attaching yourself to someone who has evolved, and, of course, what you will want to look for is, first of all, someone who doesn't charge money, uh, someone who you can see and sense who is without ego. That is the main thing. Someone who would never even call themselves anything but a servant. Uh, that is the key. So somebody who's standing themselves or about as some high teacher or whatever, that may not be the best teacher for you because there there may be ego uh, in that. And so you, you want somebody with a perfect spotless moral character who is so humble and sweet, but yet you can sense is the most powerful being you can't even imagine. Right, exactly. That's really true that we often teach folks the one idea in, in psychotherapy is for folks to have profound, profoundly powerful self-image and high self-esteem, but also be profoundly humble. You realize that the power flows through us by being humble much greater power flows through you because the trappings of ego back in the cave get you trapped in a world of illusion. And the ego and narcissism, of course, cause all kinds of problems, harms other people. You see world leaders who are narcissistic, you see the damage they do. So you're right, when you want a relationship or where you want to live, you do with people who are running things who want to have great, great self-esteem, great brilliant people, hopefully, but also profoundly humble and are there to serve. The greatest people are the servants the ones who help and serve others and lift them up. That's exactly right. Yes, yes. And because um, the reason I, you know, I stress somebody who's perfectly humble and beyond ego because, you know, ego is, is really development of, of the mind, the, the inflated mind. And those who are higher, who have, you know, realized their divinity to a much greater extent, have gone beyond mind. I mean, some of the highest writings uh, that have been passed down throughout the centuries. They're only sourced uh, at the top of Brahm, the top of Trikuti or causal mind, whatever culture you adhere to calls it. So um, definitely, and there are teachers. I mean, the amount of grace that is available now in our hard, challenging times is is really a true, true wonder. I mean, people beg to have grace showered on them. Well, the grace is being showered. You just need to open to it and 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 look for it and and be receptive. And really, the other whole reason for a new now is is to help people heighten their receptivity to the grace, to the wisdom that is available to them, um, and aligning them. So, wisdom is really aligning yourself with the intent of God. I mean, that higher power of supreme being that is nameless is more eager than we can describe for us to return to it. Uh, and it's just yours uh, for the taking. Yes, that, that is absolutely true. And that, that supreme being is eager for us to awaken and to receive that energy, that love into us. And if people, when people have out-of-body experiences, for example, we talk about experience in a world of such powerful love is absolutely overwhelming and indescribable. Divine love is indescribable. I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. 
Right, right. Yeah, when you are in the presence of a realized master and you uh, open to that grace, you are lifted beyond yourself. You know, your mind is sort of a distant memory. You're you're really just floating and, and soaring, really, in an ocean or a sky, whatever you want to call it, of love. It's beyond language. It's beyond the mind. It's uh, an experience of oneness. Yes, exactly. And we will never be satisfied until we are at one, uh, actually. Exactly. None of the desires or fears or experiences upon earth ever begin to approximate what that feeling is like, that pure divine joy and infinite harmony exposed to every particle of your being is infinite at every particle of your being. So, yeah, really great, great stuff, Michael. Folks, we're here today with Michael Goddard and his fascinating book, A New Now, talking about the evolution of consciousness. The book is really a great, great study and how to expand your consciousness, how to move to higher levels of your own being. Back in a few moments, folks. Take a moment for a commercial. Be right back. Stick with us. Here's a fun, stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses a three-part mind, stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with the step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Welcome 
back, folks. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Michael Goddard wrote a great, great, actually wrote a series of books. The current book we're talking about is The New Now. It's really a great study on how to evolve your state of consciousness to a higher level. Michael, how are you doing? Welcome back. I'm, I'm doing great, Ron. I'm really enjoying our conversation. Well, it's great to have you here. I want to start this segment with asking you about the idea in your book about the wisdom of practicing the presence of God. It's a really powerful idea I've heard in many different sources. But practicing the presence of God all the time. Tell us how you see that, please. Yeah, well, um, actually, Brother Lawrence wrote a book a few centuries ago, I forget exactly one, on practicing the presence of God, which I, I read in my early 20s. But if you, you have it, it's something you can really adopt even if you don't have a meditation practice. It's really um, embracing the knowing that you have God within you, not outside somewhere up in the sky, you know, uh, lounging around on a fleecy cloud. But, you know, you can call God by any name you want. I mean, I I give all kinds of examples in the book. Actually, in the book Anew Now, I just used the word love source. So use any name, and, and you can speak to God. You can feel the presence. I mean, before you leave, just hold your hands over your food, and be grateful and thankful, and that is an excellent time in which to practice the presence of God. Uh, when you're going back and forth to the bathroom, that's a good time to take a break and just check in with that presence and call to it. It's always available to us. I mean, this, this is the supreme being that pervades everything, living and inert, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And since God is in everything and everywhere and everybody, that many things happen throughout the day, which we often miss if we're not paying attention. So we put out various intentions, for example, of things we want to help make happen, very positive things ideally. And then throughout the day, various signals come to us, clues come to us, people come to us, many things come to us to tell us the next step. What the next step is what we can do to augment that intention. It really is a fascinating process when you're aware of that. As you talk about in your book, as you expand your awareness of all the signals, that energy really does help expand who you are and where you are and your creative powers, which also expand infinitely eventually as you identify with that divine power and become more and more one with it. How do you see that? Uh, are you asking about how we, how we go about our day uh, being tuned into the divine power? Yeah, exactly. All the signals yeah. come back to us. Yeah, well, it's very much about, if I'm uh, hearing your question correctly, and I'm only hearing a little bit of it, uh, of developing your intuition, your higher sense of knowing. It's asking questions. I ask questions of my higher knowing throughout the day. I mean, uh, and I give many examples in the book. Uh, one of the key, uh, very helpful chapters is the wisdom of asking questions because that helps develop and open up your intuition. Uh, I also write about the five sources of wisdom, including inspiration and intuition and listening, and there are all kinds of listening. Um, now, a lot of people are really unaware of this, although they've heard about it. They've heard about the word of the Bible. They've heard about logos. They've heard about the Holy Ghost. But... Uh, that is not really perfectly defined. So the, the last aspect of the um, of 
listening, which is one of the five sources of listening, is listening to the Logos, the, the Holy Ghost, which is often called in English the sound current. So that is really the creative power of, of God, which is accessible to us within, and many people can hear it. It may be just like a distant echo. It may be, you know, like a white noise that you hear. But, you know, as you ascend spiritually, either in the body or beyond the body, it is the most transporting, gorgeous, indescribably beautiful melody sound. It's just something you don't want to stop listening to. And, and that is very much practicing the presence of God. You can just sit yourself down, be quiet, and concentrate at the eye center. And the eye center is the place between your eyebrows, a little bit above, inside your head. That is actually where there's an energetic aperture, which if you concentrate uh, your thoughts, collect your mind power, you can actually pierce that aperture. We have ten outlets in the body. Nine are physical and one is spiritual. This is what separates us from other animals, is that we have an eye center, and from there you can ascend to what has been called the third eye. It's just a higher chakra. The six chakras of the human physical body are simply reflections of six higher chakras, and those six higher chakras are reflections of six even far higher chakras, which ascend in the whole spiritual hierarchy up to the beginning of what we can call the Godhead. Mm -hmm. That really is fascinating. That really is a fascinating description. Thank you very much for that. I love oh, the idea of the Yeah. You know, many, many great musicians, like Mozart, could hear the music of the celestial spheres you could write down note for note what they heard from a celestial level. So you could write an entire symphony note for note just from hearing it from that higher level. Whereas most musicians like Beethoven or others would do trial and error on the keyboard. But Mozart's parallel to Tesla were also tapping those very higher levels of thought, much much closer to the divine level, to bring to Earth great inventions to help humankind. It really is an amazing process. And so much is there people to discover, I really hope more and more begin that search, begin that study, help awaken this planet. How do you feel about that? Uh, could you please repeat the last part? Well, just the idea that so many people are trying to awaken those higher levels, I really hope more and more will try to understand these concepts and practice these techniques so we get that critical mass hit upon Earth to create a greater jump in human evolution. Well, um... Yeah, I mean, it's great that people are trying to awaken to a higher level. I think you mentioned fear in there, um, and that's why it's good to find the, the highest teacher you can. Um, but this, this, I just want to repeat again, this is your chance to to reach that those higher levels of consciousness. Uh, I can't believe, you know, where I was at the age of 19, and where I was now, I mean, when I was uh, having my junior year abroad, I was going through the dark night of the soul. I knew I wanted to find a path, but I wasn't there yet. Uh, and so, you know, we are on a journey. I like to think of it as a treasure hunt. And the way you find the spiritual Easter eggs, uh, which are purely sweet, is by turning within and using your, your higher intuition, which which is through which you can 
you know, be in tune with God. Exactly. I love that idea, Michael, of the treasure hunt, that life is a search for higher truths and higher lights and true treasures within us, which we're here to discover. Now, folks, here today is Michael Goddard, his great book, A New Now. Michael, please tell where the audience can find out more about you and your books and your seminars and so forth. Yes, thank, yeah, thank you, Dr. Ron. Well, I would invite everyone to visit my website, Goddard.com. That's G-O-D for God, D-A-R-T for Dart. If you don't have anything to write with, if you're driving, just remember a love dart coming from God. So that's Goddard.com. You can find lots of excerpts, uh, free interviews, free media. There's a journey journal you can download that's connected with the book, The New Now. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, the book page is Morbus, LinkedIn, under my, my author name. And if you have a burning metaphysical question, you can write to me from the uh, website. Michael, that's great. Thank you very much for being here, for all your great work, your, your research you spent a lifetime doing. Very obviously, you made a lot of great discoveries and advancing yourself and whatnot, and you're sharing with other people. So thank you very much for the great good you're doing for planet Earth. Oh, you're most welcome, Dr. Ron. You, you were really such a superb, all-knowing host. I, I'm really honored to, to be with you for this conversation. Well, thank you, Michael. It's our honor to have you here, and God bless you and all your great work and all the people you're touching. Take care. All the best, and God bless. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love. And you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. Rock.com has the most coveted, licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on Rock.com now. Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition is an astounding book on the new theory of mind. It is the first unified field theory that incorporates the influence of the mind and emotion on physical reality, the universe, and even other minds. It actually integrates all modern psychology with quantum physics, mathematics, Western and Eastern spiritual beliefs. 
It's the true bridge between science and spirituality. Get your copy of Quantum Field Psychology, second edition, by Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Amazon.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. back. Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind Shock. Just talked to a fascinating guest, Michael Goddard. He spent a lifetime doing research about higher consciousness and how to get there. His new book we talked about is A New Now. There's some other books which sound really fascinating as well. It's really, really interesting. So many folks around the world now are researching this very concept of the idea of spirituality and of higher consciousness and divinity, the idea being much more proliferated now around the planet that we have divinity inside us. We've been told throughout the centuries, throughout the millennia, that somebody else has to speak to God for us. We need an intermediary. That, of course, we totally reject the idea of being that we have that power, that seed light inside all of us. And the job in life is to awaken that, to awaken that power, to bring that light forth into our lives, to help transform who we are and where we're at in terms of our consciousness and also increase our ability to help other people indeed help the entire planet, which is in sore need of help at this time. The idea is we are all connected to that divine source. We talked before in previous shows about we often live inside our ego mind, which is the lower mind, often preoccupied with the lower emotion, which is fear, anxiety, doubt, and guilt, and so forth. We stay stuck inside those thoughts and emotions, which become fixated in place, which we think is reality. It is a type of reality, but reality is relative, there are much higher states of consciousness which we can ascend to once we resolve and break the fixations of the, of the negative thoughts and negative emotions. Now, much of the world is still tribally focused, focused on tribal warfare, tribal thinking, politics and whatnot is often very aggressive, people fighting each other and destroying the world in some ways. It's most unfortunate. So it takes more and more folks now to wake up worldwide, which is what we're trying to help do, and many folks are as well around the world, the higher state of understanding, we're all one with each other. We're literally connected to each other by energy field, and that's shown in our, our new theory called quantum field psychology. It shows the mathematics and physics that we're all connected to each other and to that higher power. We're not separate from each other. The physical senses make us feel we are, but we're truly connected to each other by emotional energies and by spiritual energies, which energies which transcend this world totally. So the ego mind, the lower mind, it holds us enslaved in a cave. We talked before, some fascinating guests, the idea about a cave, that we live inside this cave of illusion. And it's not until we are forced out of that cave or something shocks us out of it in many cases, we realize where we've been. There's a much greater world all around us to ascend into beyond the cave. So the higher mind is a higher set of frequencies of consciousness above the ego we can ascend into. And beyond that, of course, is divine mind. Divine mind downloads into our higher mind and our higher mind downloads into our ego. And eventually the ego, which doesn't want to let go, it's a separate entity, doesn't want to let go, wants to have its own little world and keep that going. Once it finally is forced to let go by a higher, a higher understanding, it gradually dissolves and then is reintegrated into higher states, into the higher mind. We become a higher conscious being. Now many people throughout history, the various avatars in history, have shown the way. That's what Michael was talking about. Great people have studied this 
many masters throughout history have attained those higher levels by doing that work, by meditation, by deep prayer, by understanding the world's not what we think it is. It's something much, much greater. So when we do that kind of work, we can ascend. Remember, the ego mind fixates upon various thoughts and emotions which become rigidified and would slow down the mind. They lower the energy of the mind. They lower our creativity and get us stuck into various negative states of mind. So, for example, people have anger inside you. We have often people coming back from combat from uh, various parts of the world. They have PTSD. They have much anger inside and fear and anxiety and guilt and flashbacks. Often worked over the years with a lot of our PTSD folks from uh, the military. And what happens is fear takes over, gets fixated at deep levels of the mind. So their ego mind becomes enslaved to the fears and anxieties until we can help them release that and get beyond it. And so many folks live in a state of fear and anxiety as a way to raise. Many people are abused and childhood or neglected, so they get into a state of mind where they become defensive themselves and whatnot and fearful and tend to withdraw from other people and live lives of quiet desperation. So what we need to do is break free of those fixations and break free of the inflexibility and create a very flexible type of mind where we all almost have to become, as Christ said, like little children. Become like little children. Now, what do the children do? Children learn at exponential rates every day of their lives as they grow. They learn at incredible rates of speed. They absorb so much around them from the world that they keep reintegrating their perception of the world and of themselves. So their consciousness grows, their learning grows profoundly. However, once we reach adulthood, we sort of think we know what's going on, we know the world, we have our beliefs, we have our egos, we shouldn't run our lives for us, whether we want it to or not, almost automatically, and then we become inflexible, we become rigid, and stuck in that world of illusion. We can break free of that and constantly look for new answers. We have to realize that we have a tendency to fixate upon things, we think we know all, which we don't. Instead, we must keep open mind and flexible and learn to think creatively. So one of our books is about, is about eight days of creative power. This creative thinking is key to extending your state of mind to a higher level. You must break the fixation and learn to think more creatively, constantly, every day, with the new creative ideas. One of our books is called The Inner Manager. The young man goes on a journey to discover himself, much as like what Michael was talking about. Most of us have done that in some, some degree, looking for higher answers in life. This young man goes on a journey. He goes and meets a brilliant woman, businesswoman, who goes into different levels of mind and consciousness. That's through a short course in evolving consciousness. Another book is called I Love You, God, which is about speaking forth the aphorisms of the divine presence to make you aware of it and really lock it into your ego mind, your connection to the divine mind, to help raise up the ego mind. And of course, another book is Quantum Field Psychology, which is what the theory is all about, which links science and spirit together. It shows it makes perfect sense scientifically that we are spiritual beings. It makes perfect sense. It is a hard theory, it's a hard science theory, and a bridge theory linking science and spirituality. So it's really a fun kind of book if you like math and physics. If you don't, you may not really dig that one, but you might like the inner manager of some of the others. And, of course, our film is called The Endless Question, which tries to bring it together in a much more simple way. That's a free film on Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime. The two-hour documentary talks some of the brightest folks in the world about that very idea, the divinity inside us. So the whole concept here that so many folks in the world are talking about is that we had divinity inside us. We must awaken to that, that divine life. When you practice the presence of that divinity all day long, you help awaken it. 
helps to break you out of the cave that we live inside of, bring you to a higher state of understanding, more joyful, more harmony, more peaceful. We project peace and love and harmony all the time to other people. They reflect it back to you. You're often amazed because you're not being judging, you're not looking down at them, you're not projecting onto them. This judgmentalism is projection of the ego on somebody else. You don't want to be perceiving, open to people, receiving people, to see where they are. You always remember that they have inside them divine divinity, divine consciousness and sea spark waiting to awaken just like we all have. We all have it inside us. It's up to us to awaken it. So remember, fear rules the cave, the ego. The love breaks us free. Like Michael was saying, the most powerful force in the universe is spiritual love, divine love, a love for all beings, which is non-judgmental, not, not attacking other people, not putting them down, but seeing the greatness inside them and helping them pull that forth in every way we can. So doing, bringing them acts of kindness, helping other people, saying a kind word. There's some things we can do to help other people, to help this world break free of this negative state of being. And like Michael said, divine grace is coming down all the time to help us do this. So, folks, we covered a lot today. Michael's book is really fascinating. Really good read. I recommend that. I'd like to wish you all well. Thanks for being here with us. God bless you all. We wish you all the best. As we all work towards, hopefully, a higher state of consciousness, whole planet, that critical mass to save this world from the negativity that is constantly attacking us. So, folks, thanks a lot. God bless. Dr. Ron Darren for Mind Shock. Signing off. See you next time.